Well, we are back with an extra special episode this week, John. And we've got a lot of news about our podcast demographics as well. Oh, man, I can't wait. We've increased in Germany. How are we doing that? 7% in Germany. I don't know. I don't know. I, I It's amazing. I don't know what they're listening for, but they're listening. <laughs> they're listening. I appreciate that. That's awesome. It's awesome. That's well, a tough market to crack, too. It is. The German you. market's a tough one. Well, obviously, we're here for the Partners First podcast. I'm Matt Hutchinson, joined, as always, with my co-host, John Sock, the owner of Sock Mortgage. And we are here to bring you a little bit of mortgage news, but this is a little bit different episode. We're going to let you get to know us a little bit. Uh, we've had a few people drop some lines. Hey, tell us more about you guys. Let us know about you and who we're working with when we do work with Sock Mortgage and the partners of the Partner First Podcast. So I'm going to start it off and interview you, John. We're going we're gonna to find out how is it that you've come to arrive here. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so... Um... My trip to the mortgage industry was an unexpected one. So I never had planned on doing mortgages because I don't think anybody as a young kid thinks, God, I can't wait to do mortgages, right. you know? So um, I started off as a, a cable technician. So I, I was in college for a little bit. I wanted to do computer animation and all that fun stuff. I wanted to make movies and I realized it's a lot of math, right? So it's nonstop math and it was going to be a few years before I even had the opportunity to... Uh, actually play with the computer, which is what I went there for. So I decided I need to go another route. Um, and I got into cable. So I was a cable guy for five years for everyone's favorite uh, Comcast. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I got, I guess I got a little burned out of being told how terrible my company was and <laughs> how I'm just a terrible person because, you know, <laughs> Sopranos, you know, pixelated. So um, I had a good friend that, that was working over at one of the big, uh, retail lenders in Michigan. Um, and he kind of just gave me the, you know, kind of the breakthrough of and what needs to do to, to, to go there and get in the mortgage industry. Um, because I felt like where I was at, I was kind of capped, you know, you can only do sure. so much with, with cable. Right. So, um, I took the, took the plunge there, got permission from, from my wife and, uh, <laughs> started, at, started over again, man. So I started my career over and I went, um, and I was a retail officer for two years. Um, you know, I learned a lot in that, in that regards where, you know, the, the right way and wrong way to do stuff, but mm -hmm. obviously um, you kind of learned, you know, the ins and outs sure. that was, that was really important to do because, you know, where, where I was at, I, I most people will probably know if I said the name obviously, but um, you got a lot of great training from there. Sure. So, um, you know, working a lot of hours and, and, mm -hmm. and working you to death was part of it but the training was second to none. So, Absolutely. You, so you have to always be kind of really appreciative of that and, and thankful for that. And then, you know, I kind of got burned out and, and I followed that same friend from, from, you know, our retail place to my last job, which was a wholesale account executive. Yeah. And you were one of the best in the country. Um, no, yeah. there's statistics in the scoreboard that back that up. So <laughs> statistically, yes, I was. Um, but I think I, you know, the job that I had, the role that I had was, um, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but it, it was just a middleman job, right? Yeah. So I, I feel like, um, what I did wasn't anything super special. I just really, really cared about the people that I work with. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was lucky enough to run a team as well. When I was there, I got promoted pretty early. Um, I was pretty successful there, but again, a lot of it is just good opportunity, good breaks. Um, nothing I, I felt like I did super, um, different than anybody else. I just decided I wanted to work really hard and mm -hmm. it, it paid off. So, 
Um, but you know, with that comes growth of a company, right? So, you know, companies change, culture changes, the way things are done changes. So I decided, you know, I, I had seen enough on, of the broker world, uh, working with loan officers for the, you know, the five to six years that I was, was at, you know, my past company. Um, and I found that, you know, there's, there's a lot of good loan officers out there, but there's also a lot of really, really bad loan officers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I mean, no disrespect to those people because they have a living they need to make too. But I thought there was a way that we could change it and make things a little bit better. Um, and that was kind of the the driving force to to go out on my own and start Sock Mortgage uh, about a year ago. And again, it was another thing where I had to ask for permission, you know, from, from my wife again to. A very understanding woman. Yeah. Yeah. She has to be for me to you know, right. redo my career three different times hey. and, and basically start, start uh, from scratch and, and start from zero. But um, again, it's just something that I'm really passionate about. So it was, sure. it was kind of an easy sell, um, you know, and now it's just, it's the fun part about it. You know, it's, it, yeah. we're in that growing phase mm-hmm. and we're, and we're doing that, but, um, you know, I wouldn't change it. I, it was one of those things where, gosh, you know, everyone says you're going to wish you would have left earlier and yeah, the stability is gone, but man, I, I would say it's just a great, great experience moving. Your experience as an accounting executive too. I mean, I, I get to speak firsthand of it. We, sat next to each other for quite a while. Um, but with you as an account executive, you were into people's business and helping them establish that learning from them as well. And it was kind of like getting, I mean, for me, when I went into the wholesale industry from what I was doing, it was like getting a PhD in the broker world, or at least having the fundamentals to be able to go out and like, Hey, this is what I know is working. I'm telling you to do this instead of telling someone else or helping someone else. It's like, building it ourselves. And that's, um, that's the great thing about being an account executive because you really, I didn't know much about the wholesale world in terms of the inner workings of it until I did that for a couple of years. And it was, like I said, kind of like going to graduate school. Yeah, I agree. I mean, honestly, the stuff that I learned being an account executive, uh, has been invaluable, right? Because not only did I have to learn, you know, different programs and products and stuff, but I had to learn guidelines. I had to learn processes and Things that worked and, and did not work. I mean, when I was there, um, I helped brokers fund over a billion dollars in loans. Yeah. Okay. So, and and again, on scale, that's a ton of, of loans that, mm-hmm. that came through my door and, and I had to help manage and, and work with. And, you know, by the end, you know, I was bringing in two, 300 of, of them a month. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was able to see, you know, different types of, you know, ways people structured files, things that work, things that didn't. And I, I had to learn, you know, guidelines. I had to learn what worked and how a good loan officer was a good loan officer and, and what made them somebody that wasn't. And, and it also helped me shape my team as well. So the first thing I did when I, when I went on my own is I hired my processor, Ariana, who, you know, honestly, I couldn't do all the stuff I do without having a great processor, sure. right? You need somebody that can, that can handle that back end stuff and keep everything organized. And that was one of, again, one of the best advice and, you know, one of the best tidbits I got from any of the accounts I work with is the accounts that had great processors, had a great process and closed a lot of loans and were very successful at what yep. they did. So, yep. yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the team that you put in place here that we have at Sock Mortgage, it is everyone. We're all working for the same thing. We're all trying to grow the company. We're all growing our own business in it as well. So it's really unique how we have it here. And it's everything is focused on the process and building the process and making the process right. And that's obviously what you learned 
from watching the successful people. Yeah, 100%. I think without a process, I mean, it's just absolute chaos. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a process for everything. And if you follow that, you can successfully close loans at a very high rate. And I don't have to add too much additional stress to your plate. Now, there's going to be outside things that come in that you just can't foresee. Absolutely. And everybody does the best they can. But you'll see any good lender that you work with. It's not just necessarily us, but any good lender that you work with that has a good process mm -hmm. will be successful, right? And yeah. you'll have a good experience. It's the ones where, you know, maybe they've, they've you know, kind of checked out, right? Because they've done this for a long time. Or maybe that hunger or passion still isn't there. Or they let things slip. And, and you'll see a big difference. And it, it, it changes the entire experience for the client and, and, and everyone that you're working with. So absolutely, um, I, I think, again, it, it's just very important to make sure that we lock that in. So that was kind of my goal. And, and again, I was lucky. I was able to see, you know, case studies of, you know, uh, thousands of times absolutely. of what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. So absolutely. Well, you mentioned the family. Yes. yes you're married. Yes, yes. You've been married. How long now? A while. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you, yeah. Better yeah. part of it, more than I, a decade now. I would say, I don't know, it's like eight years we've been married, but we've been together for almost going on 12 years now. Phenomenal. Talk about the kids a little we, bit. Yeah. Yet. So I've got three kids. I've got uh, Zach, who is going to be 13 coming up. So we're going to have a teenager and that's fun. It's, it's nothing like having another person that's trying to be an adult man in your house. Oh, yeah. Compete with you all the time. That's, oh, that's, that's awesome. great. Um, you know, I've got little Johnny. He is, he just turned 10. He's not little anymore. He's, he's getting bigger. And, uh, and we got Riley who is, you know, the, the princess, the one that runs the house, you know, she's my, my little five-year-old daughter and she just started kindergarten. You know, she's going through some of the, you know, the growing pains of that, you know, the, the first time away from the sure, house type of sure. thing. So, uh, yeah, man, I got, I have three great kids, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty, you know, they're, they're very, uh, they're very good kids. I, yeah. I feel like I'm lucky with that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they, they go through the normal stuff where they want to fight, you know, they want to push back and fight back. But, um, you know, Zach, he's played basketball for a few years. Um, Johnny is way different, right? So he's the he's the kid that wants to learn stuff and, and you know, see the world in a different way. He's not just, cool. you know, so again, and then Riley, I would say, is a mix. You know, she's just kind of like a free spirit, but, you know, she's very competitive, very driven. So... I, I got a good mix. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, we got lucky with the kids we have. So <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, I've never heard you complain. Like most parents, be like, ah, they did it. Never heard you complain about. So there must be good kids, a good structure at home, then, obviously. Yeah, it's all me. Yeah, um, well, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. where, that's really what it's going to. Yeah, I just rule with an iron fist. So Absolutely. it makes it so easy. But no, yeah, man, they're, they're good. So, and then, you know, my, my wife is, uh, Obviously, way better at the parenting thing than I am. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm there to be a loud voice, <laughs> you know. She does everything else in between and kind of keeps the ship running. So, um, yeah, she she definitely is way better at it than I am. So I can dig that. Yeah. I can certainly dig that. Well, thank you for telling us how you came to arrive here, yeah, my friend. Yeah, that's we, it. That's how I came Give us a little here. background on you. Finally, we, we know the man behind the... The curtain. Yeah, right. It's like yeah. the Wizard of Oz. You just really you didn't know who was back there, but well, it's just me, you know, pulling the strings and moving the lever. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I think it's only fair that we we shift gears to the man they call the Nature Boy. So, wow. um, so I've been I've been lucky to to kind of sit next to you. We, I mean, you started at the same company as I did, and then yep. you know after a short time, you were put on my team, right? Yeah, yeah, um, real short. Time. Which is usually like 
uh, you know, God, that can go one of two ways. It can be terrible or it can be awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, we kind of just hit it off right off the bat. Yep. So yeah. tell me about yourself. And I know your journey is a little bit more intricate than mine is. So tell me about it. Uh, well, there, yeah, there's been some moves. I mean, um, I was, I decided to leave college after my third year. It just, it, you know me, it wasn't, I, I hate being told what to do. Um, and it just, after a while, it just wasn't for me anymore. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I was going to take some time off. Um, my friend, Timmy Bunch helped me become a financial advisor. And then a few weeks into that, he's like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. I've got this mortgage thing. And he was there a couple months while I was trying to get my series seven and all that. And uh, then he showed me what he made one month. And I said, I'm out of here because, you know, when you're 20 years old, any amount of money that's steady, you're like, oh my God, I could be rich for life off this. So right. um, we started, I worked at a company when I started that's no longer in business called AmeriQuest Mortgage. Okay. I uh, actually heard of that. Yeah. Subprime lender. Um, everyone, you know, we were doing six and 7% loans when everyone, had, when things had just dropped to five. So that was during kind of like the first refi boom of the 2000s. Um, and then from there, I went to what at the time was just a smaller lender. It was an online lender um, that became, you know, one of the largest. The beast, right? it, it certainly did. And, and everyone I, knows who we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it know? is. We, know, just, we a, just don't want to drop the name. It's a big knows. machine of yeah. red. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I was there for 10 years. Um, actually, nine years, 11 months. I should have stayed the extra month and got that you you know, gift that card. Decade, yeah. But uh, I left there. And went, kind of consulted and did some stuff for about a year and then went to work um, as a broker with credit union organizations as well. So these places that don't do their own loans and aren't with a, a QSO, um, they would basically just give them to the, a broker. So um, I did that for a couple of years and that kind of didn't wear thin, but I got an opportunity with a, a bank. I went that route and that just wasn't for me. Um, it was basically being a mortgage broker, but having none of the control and, you know, financially making half the money. Right. right. So it just, um, a friend of mine was at a wholesale lender, had been there for years. It always tried to get me to come over. He's like, you know, listen, worst case scenario, you spend a, a year or two and you just learn more about how to be a better broker. Um, my, my wife had given me the green light several times to do things. Um, she Which, was, thank you for that. Yes. Thank you, honey. Yeah, um, you. you're a wonderful patient. <laughs> understanding woman who I do not deserve. Um, but I'll take it. So true. Yeah, it, it definitely is. So it really true. is. Um, but so she gave me the green light to go and learn the wholesale aspect of it. And, you know, things changed. You, when you had started, you and I were kind of go, consulting a lot. And I was telling you, you know, I'm definitely in, I'm definitely in and, and watching it grow. And it, you know, we, had another baby or she was pregnant at the time when you had just started this. And so, you know, real talk, you know, it needed insurance, you know, insurance yeah, was different, yeah. man. We had good insurance where we were at. So I stayed where I was for a few more months. And then uh, ultimately it just, it was time to transition over. So, you know, came here to sock mortgage. My wife gave me the permission to leave and Sign jump into a deep, it, yeah. deep in, uh, dive into the deep end yeah. again. So I got really fortunate. My wife is, you know, like you're super supportive um, she has a great job, thank goodness. <laughs> but that's really how I got here, how I came to arrive here. It was just as a kid starting in the industry, learning about it. And now um, it's kind of cool because 
I feel like sometimes you come to me with questions that I've been through and then I, we lean on each other. So it's, it's a great synergy with you and I, but yeah, we did kind of just hit it off. Didn't we? We did. Two yeah. Peas and a five. Well, I, I will say that. Yeah. Like you just mentioned, man, there's a nice thing. I, I kind of can go to you as like an advisory role for a lot of stuff. Right. I mean, you've been in the industry longer than I have, but you know, anytime you've been in the industry for, you know, five, 10 years, you, you have a pretty good Absolutely. understanding of what's going yep. on, but there's things that, you know, you have more experience with that. You've seen that, you know, again, I'll get there and I'll get to that point. Absolutely. You know, we never want to be resume guys and look how long no. we've been yeah, in the exactly. industry. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything because it changes so quickly, but it's also good to have somebody that you can use as, like I said, an advisor role, man. Like, you know, because again, starting a company up from scratch, right? There's, yeah. there's a lot to it. And there's a, there's a lot of mistakes that we're going to make. And there's a lot of mistakes that sure. we have yet to make that we're going to, yep. right? Absolutely. Um, but it's nice again, when it, when we have that team built and again, like it, it's a lot of a trust thing, right? So yep. we always like to give that, a, you know, that approach and that, you know, that expectation for the client. Like we want you to trust us just like we trust the rest of our team, right? Exactly. They're, they're going to do the right stuff. So, um, yeah, we did kind of hit it off right off the bat and, um, yeah, it just kind of worked, you know. Um, so I was again very fortunate that they they plopped you right next to me. Well, and, yeah, you know, certainly. I mean, you know that, certainly. Um, but yeah, tell us about tell us about the kids, man. Okay. So yeah, I've got two wonderful little savages. I love them both. Um, the oldest is Meadow, uh, of course, after Meadow Soprano. Um, and my second, yeah, I never watched The Sopranos, so a lot of his references just go. They right go. Over my head. Oh, it's it's so right. fun to watch him glaze over because our lone partner Andy is a huge Sopranos fan and knows everything about it. So we'll talk. He is Italian. Yeah. Oh, very Italian. Italian. He is, he's Italian. Yes, exactly. Um, so that's, she's, you know, one of the joys of my life. She's five and a half. She'll be six here in a couple months. She's just started first grade. Smart too, man. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. She's, she's got a great sense of humor and she's got comedic timing. She's going to be a handful when she's a teenager. And then, uh, the little man, my man, easy E Easton, uh, he'll be, He's 10 months now or nine months now. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. It goes by so It went too, it's gone too fast. He's standing on his own now. He's going to be walking soon, but he's just a little savage. I'm excited to see where his personality goes because Meadow is very much like me in a lot of ways. So my poor wife and with the dog that acts like me, there might be four of us in the house that she's got to deal with. Yeah, pace so, is going to be running thin. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky the kids look like my wife. So, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's always a win. That's, yeah. that's a win. Exactly. Time. So it's much like you. Very fortunate, you know, great family. I think we're done with two. Um, I think two is where we're going to stop it at. But, yeah. but, you know, you never know how things go there. But, yeah, man, 20 years in the business, met my wife here, my best friends here, my my buddy that I'm in business with. Like, So I'm fortunate. This industry has been great to me. It has been, I've seen a lot of different markets, a yeah. ton of ups and downs. i um, been through a lot in it. And it's it's a really crazy industry. It's a great industry. Um, you know, the benefits of getting to help people and see them, you know, and know them. Hey, you know, you bought your house through me. We've refinanced five. Oh, how your kids graduate in school now. So it, it's crazy to see that kind of growth in it. And then, you know, obviously just maturing in the market and stuff. There's so many things that I see. And that's the cool thing about coming here is they, you know, you do kind of get treated like, hey, you've been doing this 20 years. What have you seen here? So that's cool with it, too. But just getting to grow it, grow with our clients, grow with our partners. It's really cool to be on the ground floor of it again right now. So so tell me, because um, you, you've been a part of a lot of companies at the beginning stages, yeah. right? Yep. 
Um, and some of these companies are now huge, gigantic, yes. you know, mega yes. companies located in Detroit that mm -hmm. own mm -hmm. a lot of Detroit, nothing yeah. specific. Like Monopoly. So tell, tell me, you know, what were some of the things that you saw that were, you know, I guess, you know, impactful for them to be able to the, grow? Like what, the what biggest was that? thing I noticed was commitment to the process and okay. finding the way not being afraid to change the process if it's not working but a commitment to the process and, and trying to do things the right way and i think um the problem is is that it, it's just better to work with a broker i mean it's it's faster more customer service and it's more cost effective it's cheaper to work with us i mean it is at the end of the day but the things that i took from the the big machines and i don't you'll tell me too but i thought just their commitment to the process and finding a good process and that's what we talked about with our company you know with sock mortgage and with when you started it was we're going to find the right process and the best process yeah i agree i think a lot of people get caught up on a name of something right mm -hmm. where if it's a big brand it has to be um, better than everything else, right? A big brand doesn't necessarily mean that they are better. They may have been better or they had more yeah. resources or they had more time um, or the, you know, the opportunities are right. And it struck where they were able to just grow and, and, and be massive. I mean, you look at, again, you know, the largest retail lender, you know, which is downtown. I mean, they had a lot of great breaks. Right? Yeah. There was also a lot of changes in process and management mm -hmm. and things like that, where they were able to do that. And uh, they took they took advantage of, of a ripe market to be able to do so. Absolutely, um, they were the last ones standing when it all exploded. Exactly. You know? So I, I think I think brokers are going to be the preferred choice for people moving forward. Absolutely. Again, when you look at yes, would we love to have a billion dollar marketing budget and have funny commercials? <laughs> would I love awesome. Have, yeah, I would love to have Tracy Morgan. You know, sell my sell what we do, but that doesn't make it a good process or a better experience for somebody right a yep. big budget doesn't mean you know you care the same right you look at us and you know we, we're a small team right now and obviously we'll grow and we'll get bigger yeah. but we always want to make sure that we keep that feel of it's a small company it's a small family-owned company right we're all Absolutely. we all know each other we're not yep. bringing in people from the outside everyone that we that has been hired in is somebody that I've worked with personally, or I yep. know personally, right. Yep. Who wanted to learn the business and do that. So I would say that's going to be the biggest thing is just, we're always going to focus on making sure the process is better and being available for the clients. Right. Yep. There, there's one thing to, you know, you know, have that big brand and that big thing behind you. And yes, I would love to have everyone know stock market. Right. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time is all of those places had to start somewhere, man. Yeah. The first McDonald's had to open up, somewhere on one lot and to turn into something bigger and better so i think uh, again it's just all about you know the, the the mindset and the belief that if we have a good process and we take care of our people and we take care of the borrowers and our clients and our partners that will eventually be you know known as a, a, a big lender and stuff absolutely. like that as well so absolutely man i i agree with you 100 percent. like i i mean it's crazy my buy-in and in the way that we're motivated maybe, text we say he's all in maybe oh yes oh <laughs> gosh please um, don't ever say that well we had a couple big changes in the industry yeah, this week let's talk about that yeah the biggest thing for me and i've been wanting this for 20 years is fannie mae and freddie mac have finally decided to take 
the credit scores and average them out for the borrowers. For years and years, it was, we're going to take the lowest of the middle credit scores of the two borrowers, and that's what you're going to qualify off of. So if you had a husband with a 660 and a wife with a 780, you had to use the 660. This benefit is going to be huge for borrowers. This is going to allow them to qualify in different tiered buckets, better pricing, cheaper overall to do the loan, save more money overall in the house. It's going to save people tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands over the life of the loan. I mean, that's huge. I mean, again, we've all had experiences and, you know, we've probably even been in the same situation where at one point our wife's credit was better than ours yep. or ours was better than theirs exactly. or vice yep. versa. Right. And, you know, it's 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 good that they're taking an understanding that they're, they're using more reasoning and more logic when it comes to qualifying people. Because again, you know, one person could have had, you know, some credit mishaps before sure. they got married, before they were in this position that they're in now. And now they're working together. They're improving their stuff. It makes more sense to average it out and give, you know, a, a little bit of a fair opportunity. Exactly. So um, I think that's a great change. I think that's huge. I think it's going to affect a lot of people. And I think it's going to be very, very impactful moving forward. I think it's huge. And reason and logic in the mortgage industry are usually not used in a good way. Yeah, it's like uh, an reason and logic right? doesn't yeah. happen in the mortgage industry. So when we see something like this happen, this is huge for borrowers. It, it's going to be big for moving forward for new home sales. And that's one thing I wanted to hit on too. New construction is up 30% from this time last year. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, you look at the cost of lumber coming down, I think it's probably going to be the biggest part of that, mm -hmm. right? Yep. When, when you can go back to building homes again, successfully the right way, but also, you know, much cheaper, less expensive is huge for everybody. Right. We also do see, I don't know if you've noticed this personally, but you know, just in my, you know, coming to the last few, few weeks and maybe a few months is more offers are getting accepted yes. without having to go super crazy above the market value and give all these concessions and things like that. Are you seeing that as well? I'm noticing the same thing. I, I was talking to a couple of our partners about that too. Um, it's still an over asking price market. Right. It's still a great time to be selling your home if you're looking to downsize. Um, but for buyers, it's great too. But there's not these crazy things of, you know, 20 day escrow and things like that. We got to close inside of two weeks or, you know, Hey, I can't have an, Nope. You can't do it. If you need an appraisal, it's just a lot of crazy things over the last year or so in the market that you just had. I hadn't heard much in 20 years. Um, not in Michigan anyways. Right. I heard it in different markets throughout the country, but um, in Michigan, it was really rare, but this is a big win for home buyers, big win for our real estate agents too, because you know, more home selling and things like that. And it's good for the construction business in Michigan. It's good for everybody. Yeah. Well, and it's all, I mean, it is good to know that Michigan is catching up to the rest of the nation, right? When Absolutely. it comes to stuff like that. So granted, yeah, there might be a negative of, Hey, you're paying a little over or you're giving concessions, whatever it may be, but to be in the same, um, you know, realm of the other, you know, the other means we have a heart, we have a hot market, right? Exactly. So that means we are just competitive with everybody else. Home values are going up. It's a great time to buy and live in our state, which is nice because for a long time, it was always, you know, low Absolutely, property values, man. things like that. So then the last thing I think we'll just touch on really, really quick. And I think it's um, something I mentioned in the previous uh, yeah. episode. Yep. But again, the VA profit and loss going away and huge. three months of bank statements going away is huge yep. uh, for self-employed borrowers. So VA is a very, very good loan that people kind of push aside or 
I think it's the best loan in the industry. Yeah, there was a there was a statistic that came out the other day, and I don't know exactly like the numbers, and I don't want to make them up as I go, but but VA loans were approved on a higher ratio than any other loan out there in the marketplace. Exactly. There's a couple things that go with that. One, you have a vet, right? The veteran is usually pretty solid in what they do. There's a lot of structure that comes to being a veteran, right? Yep. The other thing is not having to put a down payment. Some people look at that as a negative, right? Well, no oh, there's no skin in the game. We look at it the other way. It allows them to make up for issues that could come up, right? So if an appraisal comes in short or you know they need to change the rate because their debt to income is a little bit different, they have money that's not tied up in just down payment. And they're more willing to uh, make repairs on the home after the fact because they have extra money in their pocket, exactly. right? More reserves. More reserves, more flexibility. So VA loans, they get a little bit of a bad rap, which I'm not sure why. The appraisal isn't all that difficult. And then the other part of the appraisal is they also have a Tidewater um, yes. exception, right? Mm -hmm. Which basically means if they can't find good enough comps, they will allow you, the broker or the agent at that point, to come up with more comps to support the exactly. value which means you get even a little bit more additional padding when it comes to the appraisal. Yes, do you have to you know, fix some chip paint every once in a while? Yes, do we have to make sure a handrail is up to code? Sure. Yes, but why wouldn't you want that anyways exactly. for anybody, right? It's one of those things. The reason they took long is because certain people didn't have the right process in place for it, like Absolutely. anything with this industry. Well, guys, we're going to wrap this up this week. We appreciate you joining us, letting us tell you a little bit about us here at Sock Mortgage. The downloads have been great. The response has been outstanding. Germany, Germany we love you guys. USA, we love you all the way. Thanks for joining us. We are Matt Hutchinson and John Sock with Sock Mortgage. Sock Mortgage, NMLS 2001735. Y'all have a good one.